All right, welcome. Hey, friends, how are you? Wanted to give you a quick shout out. It's February 2021. How about that? Time just seems to keep flying by. I'm Michael Anderson, The Big Idea Show and The Smart People Money Show. Thank you for joining us today. You know, it's interesting, the the week we've had, uh, going back, everyone seems to be talking about the GameStop stock, and it's everywhere. I don't want to get into the details of what happened. I imagine you've seen numerous stories and heard about that. Uh, I will touch on it a little bit, and there are a few things I want you to think about, a few peripheral things that I think are worth mentioning and considering for some perspective. Uh, what are some uh, of the things that maybe you could be doing or people should be doing instead of looking at GameStop. If you missed it, it's probably fine you did. Uh, you didn't miss much. But it's amazing, isn't it, how the feelings and the emotion of fear of missing out uh, kind of set in where you, you see, oh, man, I could have got in back when the stock was $17 on January 4th. And now look at it, it's $325 on January 29th. Like I've missed out. I don't I don't want to miss out. Or what's the other, what's the next GameStop stock going to be where we can uh, get in on that early? You know, a lot of people have those thoughts, but I'm not certain that's the right way to look at it, uh, to be honest, at least not for most of us. But uh, of course, we can get into some of that. It's been fascinating to watch how that happens, and I'm glad that people are talking about things. Um, here's a few facts just to kind of add some context to some of this discussion for today. At the start of the year, GameStop had a market value of $1.2 billion. Now, that's the whole company. The all If you cash in every one of its stocks, uh, the value, the market value was $1.2 billion the start of 2021. And by Thursday morning, the end of January, uh, the stock had moved up to $35 billion, an increase 29x uh, from the beginning of the year. It's just pretty wild. That's a, a hockey stick right there. Uh, as far as that goes, it just shot up. And that's, that's just, you don't see that. So that's part of why it's being talked about so much. GameStop, even at one point, had a market value that surpassed Best Buy, which is pretty wild to think about because Best Buy actually earned money uh, over the last three years. They earned $4.3 billion, but GameStop actually has lost uh, $1.5 billion over the last three years. So uh, interesting to see the way that the values goes. And that just goes to show what, what we're looking at there is something that uh, is sometimes frustrating for me because I, I, I think the fundamentals matter, at least they should matter. And that's the term that gets used a lot, the fundamentals. And that is, you know, you look at things like revenue and profits and and then that helps you determine what the value of the company should be. You know, the fundamentals would would indicate what the value should be, but it doesn't always work that way. And this is a glaring example of how it does not work uh, that way with regards to the fundamentals not mattering. Sometimes the fundamentals are entirely overlooked and, uh, and that's okay. You know, the, there are some folks that have made money through this, ignoring fundamentals altogether. Um, but at some point, I have to believe the fundamentals are going to matter. And the tricky part is is when when that does happen, is when things revert to the mean, you know, another term as far as when things do settle in to be more normal, um, what, what will the stock price be? And where will, will that settle? 
And uh, I'm not going to get into that question, but that's definitely a question for anyone looking at this stock or any other. You kind of want to understand that a little, at least a little bit, if you're if you're dealing with stocks individually. Um, in my business, I'm more of an ETF, exchange traded fund guy, or a mutual fund guy. So I don't I don't particularly like with clients at least going into individual stocks like this, but it's newsworthy. So we definitely want to talk about it a little bit here and people have questions. And uh, another thing people were wondering about is what are some of the other stocks that were highly shorted? They talked about the short squeeze. I'm sure you've heard about that in other articles and you can learn more about what that means. But what are other stocks that are highly shorted and what happened to them? As I mentioned, people kind of look and say, well, what, what's the recipe here? Are there other stocks that this may happen to? And interestingly enough, a number of other shorted stocks ended up having their stock value go up dramatically over the last week. Some of those include uh, AMC, Bed Bath & Beyond, Children's Place, iRobot, uh, National Beverage Corp, SunPower. Uh, pretty interesting to see uh, how that theme has kind of grown in some ways. So also it's interesting, just the the pure uh, David and Goliath type story, you know, the pure uh, Wall Street kind of the smart money um, being out kind of witted by the uh, the main street, you know, the, the at home trader. Uh, really interesting to see that's in some ways rare. And, and I think if anyone's looking and thinking about getting into this now, they might try and sit this one out and wait for, you know, uh, uh, the next opportunity, or if they're, if they're going to get into this, you know, it's, it's always interesting the way that emotions take a hold of us because any get rich kind of quick story, especially fueled by social media, uh, you gotta be skeptical of, of where it's going to go and what's going on. And you, you got to also be discerning about your own emotions and the fear of missing out uh, when you see something like this. But if you look at the app store, you'll see the most downloaded apps over the last week. You go into the app store and you'll see clearly some of the uh, players here, Robinhood, Reddit, Weeble, um, a lot of, <laughs> they're at the top of the the downloaded apps, most downloaded apps as people are starting to to dig into this and try and understand what happened. But, you know, I, I want to make a big statement here. And the idea is that there are lots of strategies with investments, many actually. And you want to know what your strategy is as you're getting into it. And, and also know part of going into something is knowing when to get out of something. And uh, for me personally and within my business, I think it makes entirely more sense, at least this is again for me and for my business, to look at slow growth, long-term growth. And again, with exchange-traded funds and with some mutual funds is how I try and do that. And I I don't have a Robinhood account. I've not gotten into Robinhood. I don't, I don't, I, I find more, um, I find more value for me with using Betterment. I find Betterment to be a fantastic tool. Um, I use that with with my clients as well, and uh, I think it, I think it really does a, a very good job. You know, the tough thing with with this, and and as we're speaking today, um, the stock was 
over three hundred dollars uh, at close of business. You know, the last business day, and right now it's already down a third. Um, so it's it's already into two hundred dollar range as I'm recording this today. Um, you know, it's it's amazing to think of that swing can happen so wildly and so quickly. And so if you were just getting in last week uh, and then now you see that you've already lost a third, that's pretty remarkable. Like we don't like to see those types of swings so quickly. Um, At least most people don't if you're investing your serious money, your big money, the money that you have for retirement, the money that you're, you know, putting away a little bit every paycheck to go somewhere. So it's in my opinion too, and this is for my clients and my approach is that, you know, I'd I'd rather try and earn this five, six, seven percent per year over the next twenty to thirty years would be a nice goal, rather than trying to, you know, come in and and make a thousand percent on one trade uh, with a small amount. It's not easy to do, and it's very rare. And uh, anyhow, makes for good news and and, and good story. But uh, again, I, I I don't do it in the long term. Now, to, 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 to also highlight on this, this is the practical side of me coming out. Um, there are certainly some things that anyone should be focusing on before getting into uh, necessarily doing these trades, uh, day trades, buying call options, selling puts, whatever it is uh, that you're trying to do in a day trading. I think it should definitely be looked at uh, the idea of, well, do I have any uh, savings account? Do I have any debt? Is any of that debt high interest debt? Am I saving for retirement? Am I taking advantage of uh, different tax benefits, pre-tax, tax-deferred money that may be available through a 401k or saving in an individual retirement account or a Roth IRA? Um, have I looked at these things? In other words, have I, have I got my ducks in a row and then now I have some money I can also afford to kind of take some big risks with or have some fun with, buy a few lottery tickets, um, buy a few options or or what have you. That's just how I look at it and how I think about it. You want to make sure that you're covering your bases, checking your boxes, and uh, being responsible with your money and how you use it. And you might be. And if you are, I think that's great. I think you want to be careful if you're not and you're just making these, uh, getting into the day trading. It's it's uh, it's a good thing to be learning more. I did have a friend, a family friend, ask me, this is a year ago, about learning about the stock market. And I uh, shared with them some information and how I approach things. And But they were much more interested in, in day trading and buying options and, and, and doing that and and so I shared some information, but, um, but I also, and I, and, and the point that I want to make here is that I think it was great that he was invested in learning more about money and, and it came through this avenue that he was learning more about money and, and he was going to, um, you know, do some, some options trading and he's put a lot of time and energy into learning about it and he didn't have a lot of money to spend, but he had a little and, and he made some winners and he had some losers. And at the end of six months or so, I think he decided to stop doing that. But along the way, he had learned a lot. And I think that's much better having kind of gone through that and learned 
a bunch rather than um, maybe just avoiding it altogether. So um, the point is some learning and knowledge, even if it comes um, with some wins and losses of doing options, even though that's not my targeted and favorite strategy, I'm not going to tell you not to do it um, because it's a good avenue into learning more. But I am going to tell you there are some things that are equally prioritized and potentially even should be more prioritized than putting money into these uh, day trades or investments. And that, again, is things that relate to cash flow, things that relate to your debt, your savings and emergency fund, your retirement, your taxes, and capitalizing on tax-free um, or rather tax-advantaged ways to hold money. So, all right. I, I, I think it's important to mention that, and I hope that helps. And that's what I wanted to share with uh, with regards to this last week in GameStop. That's been a, a pretty wild one. Um, definitely all these newspapers, uh, Barron's has three or four articles on it. Uh, a number of the podcasts I listen to have multiple different stories on it. And it's it's consumed the news of the media, I guess rightfully so. One angle I heard people talking about was how uh, it's, you know, what needs to be done from regulators or from, you know, uh, different people that are involved or should there be, you know, there, something is wrong with, with the way that this happens. And I'll tell you, my opinion on that is, is the market is the market. You know, the stock is worth what someone, a willing seller and a willing buyer. So if someone's going to go pay, um, you know, something for it and it's all, all in good faith They're they know what they're paying for and what they're getting there. I don't, I don't, you know, it did happen fast and it rose really quickly. Um, but there's a willing seller and a willing buyer. And I think that's, you know, the fact that they're using social media, um, to, to kind of, uh, I guess, hype the stock up. It's, if the, if this if that buyer is a willing buyer, you know the buyer also has to beware and know what they're buying, and that's that's the other thing. So there there I don't think there should be more regulation with regards to uh, how how these stocks are able to be purchased through apps like Robinhood or uh, or things like that. It's amazing in some ways the technology has allowed for these um, fractional shares to be purchased and other options contracts and things like that to be um, done at such a low cost is, is really amazing. So some of those things I think have allowed this to kind of happen, but I don't think there's anything wrong with having it happen. It's, it's just willing sellers and willing buyers. So I think, I think that's fair and reasonable. Um, I think we get in trouble trying to, over-regulate things sometimes. And it can be tricky too. Some people are concerned about the day Robinhood, actually there was one day when the stock was going wildly up and uh, and they, they shut down any trades on there, any additional trades. And a lot of people were upset by that. Um, and I think it's rightfully so for them to be upset because some of the other parties that were involved in Robinhood um, appear to be on the short-sighted, um, having short interest with regards to the stock doing poorly. So they were trying to slow that down is what it seems. And of course, that would not be, uh, that's not willing seller, willing buyer there, is it? 
Uh, so that would not be okay. And I, hopefully that gets fixed. I think it may have, but, uh, nonetheless, all right, well, that's what I wanted to share. Just some information and, uh, some, some insights, some opinions here from Mike on, uh, the last week. I did get a number of calls and emails and, uh, a number of heard overheard as well. A number of people talking about it. And, uh, it definitely struck me though, because some of the folks that I heard talking about it and, and, you know, just overheard out and about were, were definitely kind of talking about it and bolstering it up. And it's amazing the way these things go. I mean, you hear about someone that got in and made money, you always hear the wins, but you don't hear the loses. You don't hear the, the ones where, Oh yeah, I put in, you know, two grand and, uh, yeah, I got a hundred bucks back. You, you know, you definitely don't hear about those, but they happen. <laughs> Trust me, they do happen. Um, all right. Hey, thank you for tuning in today. I'll be back with you again here real soon. And, uh, you can always connect with me if you want online, marinantha.com, M-A-R-A-N-A-N-T-H-A.com. Shoot me an email. I'll be happy to respond. I do respond to all emails. Michael at Marinantha.com. M-A-R-A-N-A-N-T-H-A.com. Uh, have a great week and we'll talk with you soon. Oh, before we go, Elliot has a little game review for us, I believe. Elliot, what do you got? A game called Puppy Pals. And we got it to dig and find things. And there's a timer. And if we find find all the things that are digged up then we get points and the clues like if you find one they're just circles if you find one then could tap it if you want and then but the best is uh, the tooth best the scanner and the snipper Cool. And that game is on the iPad? Yeah. And what's it called again? Puppy Pal. Cool. Yeah, this is the disclosure. Thank you for listening today. Uh, keep in mind, this is for education purposes and entertainment. So uh, what we talk about on here is not advice and it's not a recommendation. If you're looking for advice or a recommendation, please consult a financial professional, tax professional, or legal professional. All right. Have a great week. Bye now.